What's up, guys? This is a crippler, Chris Levin, and you're listening to Story of the Bike. So, Will, we're fresh off of an interview with Mr. Landry Ward, the Lone Star Kid. I'm pretty excited uh, for that to come out. Definitely. That was a lot of fun. Uh, when it yeah. does come out, it will be on the YouTubes, on Spotify, <laughs> Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Google Podcasts. So not just the interview, but anything else we upload. Is that right? Did I miss anything? I'll take that as a no. <laughs> I, was waiting, I thought Rich was going to pipe in. <laughs> Rich the casual, did I miss anything? Yeah. All right. Getting better at promoting ourselves. <laughs> so, Are we getting better? <laughs> I'm probably not. Not really. Like, like subscribe, comment. Oh, yeah, all that other fun stuff. <laughs> all right. So, man, last weekend we went from not having anything to talk about to now we have a ton to talk about. A ton. Also, so we're going to cover a lot of stuff in this one. So if, um, if there's stuff you don't care about, uh, we'll have timestamps in the description and in the comments. So if there's a particular fight you want to listen to, you can always just drop down and click on the fight that you want to hear about because um, we're going to be covering uh, bare knuckle boxing real quick first and then the, the UFC that, that, that just passed. So if you don't care about bare knuckle boxing, if you only want to hear about Paige Van Zandt, if you only want to hear about Overeem, you can just click on whatever fight you want to listen to in the comments or the, the description. But you know what? I thought I didn't care about bare knuckle boxing. And now <laughs> I do care about bare knuckle boxing after watching this last event. Definitely. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's just uh, production quality is getting there. Uh, not quite there yet. There's some things going on that are just a little bit suspect. Um, but but uh, I'll be honest. Uh, I enjoyed myself watching it. Dude, it I know. I know. And I had always said like bare knuckle boxing. I'll probably never watch that. And like, uh, I can't remember what the names of the girls were, the first ones that I started watching there. And I was like, dude, I feel, of I feel this last card. Yeah. Yeah. It was the, uh, Sagala versus Starling fight. Yeah. Brutal. And I was like, I feel dirty for liking this. Yeah. <laughs> but I absolutely enjoyed it. Uh, but it, it's part of it is the fights, right? Uh, I mean, we can get started here with, uh, Lieben. Yeah. Yeah, and if you haven't already, we interviewed Chris Lieben right before he was leaving to go to Florida for this fight. So that was cool to talk to him right before he had uh, his retirement fight. So check I mean, that out. Talk about a way then, to go out. Man, I, I was going to watch this no matter what, you know, because Chris mm -hmm. Lieben is one of my all-time favorites, uh, like top three favorite fighters of all time. And uh, yeah, man, it was cool to see... Uh, the guy, he, he handpicked his opponent. Um, I don't know what kind of testing they're doing over there in Banner Boxing, but uh, or none. dude was... Yeah, or none. Uh, but dude was jacked. Not only was he jacked, but remember when... Uh, remember remember Spider-Man 1 when <laughs> Tobey Maguire, he makes his own suit and then he goes to that like Rage in the Cage type thing and it's oh, yeah, <laughs> Randy yeah. Savage and they're just going crazy as the bone yeah. saw. That's how yeah. Quentin Henry came out. That dude was just like screaming and just like full intense coming out with like the the America song, right? The old uh, Hulk Hogan entrance. Yeah, and he's American flagged out. He comes out with the sunglasses and the mullet and the beard. And I was like, dude, this guy is an animal. <laughs> like, I, I think he's 
had so much testosterone injected into him that he's at this point not <laughs> not even a human anymore. This man is a certified animal. And I was like, what is going to happen right now? Man, but a perfect pick for Lieben, right? Or by Lieben. Because yeah. this guy just came straight at Lieben. And, dude, he, he Lieben got caught with a couple of good shots. There was like a right hook in there that I was like, ugh. You know, I, 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 know, I, I was like, just, please, please. Dude, that, that chin held in there, though. And yep. uh, he got the job done. And I was just so excited for him to be able to say this is my retirement fight and he can go out comfortably. Because there's a lot of fighters yeah. sometimes where if they get knocked out for their last fight, they're like, well, one more, maybe one more. one more. Yeah. Yeah, got to go out the, the right way. Put the cat smash on, dude. Put the stamp on him, dude. Because dude. I-, I went from, oh, God, who is this? This guy's gnarly to, it's Chris Levin, though. He can handle this. He's fought yep. savages before. And then... I was like, this is going well. This is going well. We had him in the uppercut. He was landing the old uppercuts like he knocked out Vanderlei Silva with. And I was like, this is yeah, that's classic awesome. leaving here. And all of a sudden, he goes down. And I was like, what? And I was like, is it over? And he's complaining about an eye poke. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And then I, was, and then I went from excited, nervous, to excited, to extremely pissed off, and then ecstatic again. Because yeah. he was complaining about an eye poke. And back, back to how... <laughs> back to spider-man one he's on his knees holding his eyes saying he can't see and just starts screaming he's just like wah, wah, wah. and i was like what's happening and you look over and chris Levin's like pacing like is the fight still on like what's going on and they're saying yeah. it's an eye poke they show the replay in got the clinch punched in the eye. got punched right in the eye they don't have gloves on so the knuckle went in not an eye poke so i was like okay cool it's a tko chris just won this is awesome and then he stands up ref walks over wasn't an eye poke if you can't continue it's a TKO. You still have five minutes. And I was like, what? Yeah. Five minutes for what? It's a TKO. You punched in the face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got punched in the face. Give me five minutes. No, what the is, best, is this the though, rules here? Was that he was like, my eye poke. I can't see. And right away, the announcer was like, dude, you do not want to say you can't see because that's the fastest way Chris to get Lytle, a fight yeah. mm-hmm. And he's like, I can't see. I can't see. And the rest like, dude, we just watched a replay. It was an eye poke. If you can't continue, it's a TKO. And he goes, oh, dude, I'm good. You know what I mean? I'm just like, wait, what yeah. just happened? <laughs> Props to him, though. Props to him, though, because other people would be like, like I said, that there were some suspect fights in here. I don't think people were throwing fights, but I do think people, and there's nothing wrong with this, people would get clocked clean and realize, I don't want to be in here, and they'd go down. Um, yeah. I saw people even arguing that about, about this fight, but if that were the case, he would have taken that TKO right there. Yep. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, after that, at that point, I was like, this should be over already. This dude just got two or three minutes to recover from a clean punch. So, like, what the fuck's happening? It should be over. And I was like, if he somehow knocks out Chris right now, I'm going to be so goddamn mad. And then he came forward and was, like, swinging heavy shots. And I was like, fuck, man, this is not ideal. And then he cracked Chris good. And I was like, oh, fuck. But then it was like, oh, it's Chris leaving though. So, now he's going to get started. He ate and that shot sudden, like nothing. He was just like... He just ate it for breakfast, and then was like, "Now my turn." And then, bam, 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 dudes flying across the ring, slinging like, and banging. Fuck. Yeah, slinging and banging, dude. So Chris Levin, man, the Crippler, goes out with a a massive first round knockout. It was so sick to watch against a was legit a animal. This is part of what got, what got the night going for me was the way that he was screaming as he was walking in, and then yeah. the way that he was sitting there holding his eye, going ah. Yeah. And I thought to myself, like, such drama. And theatrics, and it just had everything. And like you talk about your ballet of emotions, Will, where it's just all yeah, over the place. Yeah. I I had a lot of confusion 
throughout the entire night. And we can cover this <laughs> as we continue going. Uh, but Dude. the next fight was a brutal Johnny Bedford versus Dude, uh, that was- win. That went and dude, this fight honestly, theatrics and bullshit aside, and the shit show and circus that some of these fights were, dude, this was a very fun, exciting fight. This was fucking awesome. I yep. remember each round, every at the end of every round, I was like, are they gonna slow down? Like what? The f-? Like it was crazy. It was this was a, a gnarly fight. Um, I thought that win got the de- should have got the decision. Also, one of the most pride uh walkout since pride with the raiden the raiden the, the moto combat music he walks out with the robe and the and the hat and his son's right there walking out with him too and i was like this yeah with a little like awesome. sword or something <laughs> yeah i was like this yeah. is fucking awesome dude i uh, i do like that bare knuckle boxing is letting them get creative with some of their entrances like i, I don't not? remember who it was but there was one person that had like two girls walk out it was and then uh they, hunt they like they covered the camera and then they look back and they're like, oh, where's the fighter? So they go back and then the fighter comes out and then they walk back out with them. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> it was such a shit show, dude. But yeah, I enjoyed the whole thing. But that, that first round with Bedford, uh, man, there was a couple shots where right away you could kind of see where he was like, oh, fuck, like this guy can mm-hmm. crack. Um, and that Well, that pace, was a legit boxer, dude. Oh, Super no, yeah, legit. for sure. Uh, and that, that pace that they had going in the first round took a lot out of Johnny Bedford. And you could yeah. see it right away as soon as the second round started that the speed wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't able to get in and out as quickly as he was the, f- the first couple minutes yeah. of that round. There, the, man, that was just really, really high pace. Yeah, it would, dude, it was a fucking really fun fight to watch. I'll, I'll probably rewatch it um, soon, actually, because, man, I, I basically I fell in love with that win's fight style. Dude, just, just fucking just planting his feet and just hooking his way through. And he was throwing so many cool combinations that I think Bedford was just like, he was like, where the fuck are these punches coming from? And yeah, man, he, the guy has a ton of style. Some fighters yep. fight very well. Some fighters have a ton of style. And Datwin has a ton of style with the way he fights. And, and it's effective. You know, he was, he was cracking them. And, and, yeah. and it wasn't a one-sided fight. You know, each, each round was, was still very close. Um, but I'm glad he got the win. All of a sudden, I care about bare knuckle boxing. <laughs> All of a sudden, <laughs> major fans. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, I was uh, sad for sure. to watch uh, brutal uh, Johnny Bedford lose his title there. I mean, he, his fitness fight factory is literally mm-hmm. right around the block from my house over here. So yeah, uh, I was rooting him on. Uh, he'll be back though. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know what the division looks like over there, but you know, I can't say I've done a lot of studying in that division, Will, but uh, I'm sure he'll be back. Oh, but this? there was some random guy that ran in yeah, there, was... and the announcer Started trying to take everything. When the owner, before. he's like, "Is it?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nate Diaz style. He's like, uh, "Can I? Can I?" And the owner's like, "Yeah, it's fine." I'm like, "What's going on right now?" And yeah. the guy's like, "You aren't anything until you beat me." And he's like, "Dude, Johnny Bedford beat you." And it was like this back and forth again. The drama, the theater. Dude, and how about? The what's what's the president's name? The Dana White of this company because uh, Great, Val- Great Value looked, Dana. Yeah, he looked furious when they when they gave it to Datwin. He's just standing there like he looked furious and he looked like he just had just looking done around a couple lines right. He looked before. like no, 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 he looked like he did a couple lines right before the fight and is coming down and was yeah. just like, I got to get back to my coke. I'm, it, I need yeah. more. Exactly. <laughs> he looked he looked furious. And then which brings us to the next fight. 
the Paige Van Zandt uh, debut, the long-awaited Paige Van Zandt debut, and he looked even more furious after that one. <laughs> dude, yeah. And, I mean, I, I thought it was a nice recovery when they asked him about Paige and what he thought about Paige, and he said, you know, uh, yeah. just the fact that she was want to go outside of her comfort zone, uh, that she came in here and did bare-knuckle boxing, it's hard yeah. to do that. You know, either way, like, she she, she did it, you know? And so, yeah. at the end of the day, Paige being on that card, I'm sure sold a lot of pay-per-views. Did so, it? I mean, more than they have in the past, I'm sure. Can we I say that? I think being on that card. I think Levin being on the card sold some pay-per-views. Okay, okay well, that, come on. Because we put his affiliate link in the description of our interview with him. But by the I way, think. so we had uh, Derwin Lamb when he was still coaching uh, Kevin Holland. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Holland got a win. Not only did he get a win, he went on a streak. Yeah. I like to think that part of that's because of us. Uh, it, Chris Levin comes on. And well, Frank Camacho, we still don't know yet. No, Frank Camacho, no. But, but I'm sure when he does fight, he's going to go he in with COVID. that story of the fight power. Boom! There we go. So we're three and zero right now. We're three and zero. Yeah. Frank Camacho beat COVID. Kevin Holland goes on a streak, and now uh, Mr. Chris Levin gets a W. All thanks to the story of the fight. You're welcome. Landry Ward next fight UFC confirmed. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I can't wait. But uh, uh, with the final fight with Paige, uh, in the first it seemed like she was a little hesitant, mm-hmm. and then she finally, you know, felt uh, a couple Around- punches here and there. I feel like around round three is when she started realizing where she was and being okay with the situation she was in. It mm-hmm. The first three rounds, I think she was like, I don't want to get hit with this. This hurts when I hit her. I think, I don't know if the adrenaline was even pumping for her. It looked like she was very much like still testing the, the waters for three rounds. Yeah. The fifth okay. round, I mean, she won the fifth round in my opinion. And, and if she fought like that, she would have. Exactly. You know? When she started coming forward, actually, that was when she hurt she was heart. success. Yeah, she hurt yeah. heart in that fifth round. If she would have had another round, I think it would have. That's a big if, right? She she probably would have been able to finish it. Uh, and especially considering that heart's not a person. Yeah, heart is She's a, a feeling. Feeling. <laughs> She's a <laughs> again. The way she said it was like, dude. dude the way she <laughs> when she said feeling, it looked, it sounded, and it looked, and it felt like, like a she was nodding off on heroin. <laughs> <laughs> like dude just dude like, what a roller coaster that interview was i don't want to just sit up here and talk shit about bare knuckle boxing because the fact that they're even going in there to do this is fucking insane yeah it's awesome it's nuts and uh page look good you know and, and page is a striker okay so for hart to come in here and to beat page at her own game in that i mean props props to Hart. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, she's a, she was a boxer before, so she's got plenty of experience. I do think Paige was just very slow to adjust to, I think, honestly, hearing what Levin says about when you're backstage at these events and it's like a Civil War tent in the back and people's fucking faces are hanging off and they're just like, and you're just like, ah, like, oh, what am I going to go do? Like, I'm going to go do this now. Every time it cut to Paige throughout the event, it looked like she was reconsidering her, her signing. Her life. Yeah, and then, like I said, it took her so long to adjust in the fight. But if, I mean, now that she's made that adjustment, we'll see what she does from here. But I think if they fought again, honestly, I think she'd probably run through her. If she, if she didn't have to make that first-time adjustment, I think she probably runs through her. If she starts the fight comfortable. So after the end of the fight, this heart girl is in the middle of talking about how she's not a person... She's a, she's a feeling. feeling. I'm a shark. I regrow my teeth. 
Yeah, uh, Beth Rawlings pushed my teeth back. Paige yeah. Vincent knocked my teeth out, but I'm a shark. And I was just like, man, this is just, this is awesome. I'm yeah, getting a little bit of check, everything yeah. right now. All, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then to top it off, all of a sudden this arm comes out of nowhere and the water is flying in Hart's face. And the camera, they switch over to, and God bless their hearts to that production team, because they switch over yeah. to a different camera right away. And you're like, oh, there's a, who, so who is a this third girl? Party. Yeah, third party is now, <laughs> they have just entered the arena. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and then she was gone. And then she was gone. She's like, she's just like, like that. Bam, you bitch, blah, blah, blah. And then out. And it's like, who was that? And I then she goes and time. sits down again in the, in the ringside. I'm like, wait, what just happened? And, and the whole time, the owner, the president, <laughs> the guy running this whole show is just like. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Just, okay. Just not even. It's like, did he see it? Did he? I mean, obviously he was planned, but. Dude, just like, another day at the office, my man. Just yeah. another day at the office. Could not care less. <laughs> but uh, I'm Will. I'm a subscriber now. Yeah, I mean, honestly, three ninety nine a month. My line of thinking here, my line of thinking here was, I'm gonna watch this because of Chris Lieben, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna miss his retirement fight. Right? We talked to him before the fight, so how could I not watch it? And it's it's just Chris Lieben. And then he retires. Cool. So there's really no reason for me to come back to this, right? But then Datwin came in and just like, he reminded me a lot of Takanari Domi, like the fireball oh, kid. Like the way he, like his head position, like his, the strikes he was throwing, he would just dig deep, go toe to toe. And you know what, dude? I'll definitely watch his next fight. I think their next event is headlined by Leonard Garcia. I will not be watching that because I don't want to see that. But yeah. that, no disrespect to Leonard Garcia, I just don't want to see. I just don't want to see that. It's, he's just—he's been through so way, many wars already, and you, don't you mentioned see... Gomi, and it, it just reminded me uh, of something. But the other day, I'm working with uh, Rich the Casual, and we just happened to be on lunch at the same time, mm-hmm. and I got him to watch a fight during was lunch. Was it Nick Diaz versus Gomi? No, it was Don Fry versus Yoshihiro Takayama. Takayama, rest in peace. P- pride. Yeah. Straight pride. And Rich the Casual, what do you think about that? <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. <laughs> Dude. The Don predator. Fry. Don Fry the Predator. Yeah, dude, Don Fry was legit, man. Old school. It's what like what Tom Selleck wishes he was. <laughs> <laughs> so brutal. Don Fry. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Oh, so finally got was nuts, though. Rich the casual to watch a fight, and I was and like, "We're gonna fight, take advantage of something." A non-UFC fight. Yeah, that's even more impressive. Yeah, so uh, talk to a little bit about pride and why it is that you love pride so much, exactly. But uh, yeah, so now that we got done with the bare knuckle boxing, you want to move on over to UFC Vegas eighteen? Was it? Yeah, UFC Vegas eighteen, the night of dreams being shattered. All right, so <laughs> so it's I know, man, that last part was so rough. So not even Zalal versus Choi. Uh, real quick, not much to talk about. Ode Osborne, uh, 
started the night, first round knockout, he caught the high kick, threw the pipe, dropped him. Uh, shout out Ode Osborne. His last uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven fights have ended in the first round, win or lose. So he's a must watch. That's all okay. I really need to say about him. Seven fights well, in a row ended in the first round. Seven fights in a row ended in the first round? Win or lose, it's an exciting fight. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Gotta love so, it. Uh, what did you think of that first fight? The Wait, the first fight? The Ode Osborne this, one or the first one we're going to cover? Sorry, the first one we're going to cover. Yeah, uh, Yusef uh, Zalal, very hyped coming into this fight. Um, I think he's four, won four of his last five going into this. And just really kind of just looks like the complete package, right? Like a young prospect who's putting it all together, just pure mixed martial arts, you know? Um, I think he, he he's a striker, right? Like by nature, right? Like that's his priority. But I think his last few wins have come from submissions. Um, uh, just kidding. But he, has, he does have uh, some submissions. Uh, his last loss was the uh, Ilya Tapudia, who was very impressive but uh, yep. Zalal did look good there they went to decision and yeah he just seemed like kind of the complete package and it seemed like the commentary team and everybody going into this fight were pretty much just guaranteeing that he was going to win this fight by some method and then Sung Woo said hold my choy and and just outclassed him honestly put on a yeah. fantastic performance I would have liked to see Zalal because there was a lot of uh, in and out, right? Quick mm-hmm. hit and out, in and out. Uh, I would have liked to see him throw more combinations uh, because everything just seemed to be that one punch and then he'd back off right away. You know? Yeah, he, he did a lot of dodging too, but then not, no countering on it, which is kind of a theme of the night. And Sungwoo Choi, uh, he was just, man, his his striking was so crisp and like mm-hmm. his range was just, it was perfect. He was clipping them. I mean, obviously, I just said uh, Zalal was slipping a lot of punches, um, but there was also a lot of punches he wasn't slipping. And, um, and yeah, just really good defensive grappling from Choi. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was super 67% smart. 67% takedown defense. Yeah, and, and, and not just that, but uh, nice reversals from him. Uh, got a takedown at the end of the first, finished the round in his guard. I mean, just a complete package from him. Uh, you could everything you were everything they were saying about Zalal could be applied to to Choi after this fight. Uh, just yep. complete package. He really looked like he was putting it together. And I know uh, he has three losses, right? Um, and yeah, he lost his first two UFC fights. But if you look at who he who he lost to, man, Evloev, Gavin Tucker, like those are. Those are like legit it's fighters. fighters. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a hard road. I mean, they've yeah, given him. Yeah. <laughs> so that for Choi ended a uh, forty-three to sixteen on significant strikes uh, for yeah. that fight. I didn't think it was that lopsided until I saw that, and I was like, oh man, I guess so. Not just that, but whenever Choi would land, it just hit different from when yeah. Jalal was landing. There's very just so much stiff. more power behind those shots. Yeah. Yeah, very uh, stiff on everything. Good late so kicks. On that, on that interview, I don't know what's been going on lately again, but. Did you notice where DC asked a question and Choice in there and he's like, uh, and then finally the translator kicked in. I'm like, what? <laughs> Come on. I know. Like we, I know. We, we got to have these translators ready, ready to go. Ready um, to go. You, you mentioned Choi looking like a complete fighter now on this next one with Carol Hosa versus Jocelyn Edwards. 
Mm-hmm. I, I thought the exact same thing <clears throat> about Carol Hosa. Yeah. Because she, man, her striking was really good. The takedowns over and mm-hmm. over again. And she was being very smart. So she was willing to trade with Edwards. And as soon as Edwards would start coming forward, then she would go for the takedown. Yeah, yeah. And, and dude, props to Edwards too. This was a... She had her moments too. We talked about her in her last fight. She made her debut. Mm-hmm. Man, she, I feel like she made her debut like two weeks ago. Three weeks. Uh, and she, yeah, and she's already fighting again. Maybe not the, the best call to, to take this fight right away again. Um, but I think she has a lot to learn from this fight. Um, I'm still pretty high on her, to be honest. I think she's going to... I think she can really put it all together. Because, dude, when she was... It was like the Vitor Belfort, the marching, the marching punching. Remember that old school? Yeah. Um, and and Hosa looked good, and I think she felt safe at the distance. But then it was just like ding, 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 as she's like backing up. Oh, was that like, was awesome! Yeah, it happened a couple times where Edwards from would come one end forward. of the octagon all <laughs> yeah. the way across the other end. Yeah, one one punch per step, and uh, but she was also cracking back, man. She she I think she rocked and wobbled Edwards a little bit more than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, going into this, her jujitsu was like the highest touted part of her game, and it looked good. Um, Edwards threw up that armbar at one point, um, or was it vice versa? I don't remember, but yeah, her jiu-jitsu looked great. Good top top control, um, good takedowns. Uh, she, I mean, she just won this fight, you know. Yeah, and that that first round, um, w- after that first takedown, and I think that she had that top position for a solid like four minutes, yeah. three and mm-hmm. a half, four minutes, and. Uh, there, there was a part on there where I was just like, what, what's Edward's plan here? Because she almost seemed content with allowing Hosa to have the, the top position and the top control as long as she wasn't taking too much damage. But it just wasn't yeah. a very good look. And then finally I think it was she, more about she, conserving energy. Yeah, it, you know? whatever it was. But it's yeah. like, this is a, a three-round fight. I you, know. You know, so let, we, let, let's, one round. Yeah. And she, she pretty two. much gave, yeah, she pretty much pretty much gave that round up. I feel like, yeah, um, yeah, no, but I, I overall a beautiful performance by Hosa, awesome yeah. performance. All yeah, right, had to deal Next. with some adversity, and yeah, got it done. She yeah, changed that, that Raj. So that blood just pouring out cut. of her mouth. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple times that she was like on the top position. She just looks over and spits, and you're just like, yeah. what a savage. Dude, she's like landing ground a pound, and it's like Brad Pitt in Fight Club when he's just like all the blood <laughs> oh, like yeah. falling on that dude. It was like that. It was gnarly, dude. <laughs> Poor Edwards. Poor Edwards. All right. So the next yeah. one, uh, Smith versus Janes. Dude, Devonte <laughs> he's Smith. Like, he's legit. Devonte Smith. I, everybody's already there. Everybody's already high on him, all that stuff. But so it's no surprise. But god damn, dude, that guy can push a pace, and is he? Dude, he was just seeing these shots everywhere. There was a point where James threw that kick and he caught it. Uh, or no, uh, Smith threw a kick and James caught it. Yep. And so he had one leg up and he's just like, bah, 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 bah. it was like, oh, fuck. I'm going to let go of this leg. Like, yeah, that, that, he that's turned what that I tight quick. That's yeah. what I noted. That it just seemed that anything that James threw, Smith mm-hmm. had an answer for and made him pay for it. Yeah, you he know? really so did. It, 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 that's a perfect example where he caught that leg kick and it was just the right hook. And he brings it back with a hammer fist, and then yeah. the right hook and the left, and it's just like <laughs> you can even on see one leg. Like, All right, bro. All right, all right, yeah, chill, fuck. man. Like, I'll, I'll, you can have it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, but uh, dude, he looks so good, man. So fast, so strong. Dude, to come off from a torn Achilles tendon and look that good and just confident and just 
still try to be explosive in and out. I, I mean, everybody talked about when Anderson Silva broke his leg. It's like, what mm-hmm. is he going to throw that kick again? Is there going to be a mental block there uh, when he comes back? And man, I would imagine for a lot of people, if you tear your your Achilles and then it comes back and you're you're going back in there, you're at least probably a little bit more hesitant to push yeah. off or like dart in and out or throw throw kicks and all that kind of stuff. But it didn't seem like it for him at all. You know, I think that's all no. just a thing of the past. Just ready to go. He looked really good, man. I mean, for it, of course, it was a very lopsided fight, uh, I think, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, I don't really have much else to say about that one unless you do. Uh, it, it, it was crazy because he was landing that jab and the eye was already swollen for a little bit. And then it seemed like within 30 seconds, he just like attacked that eye real quick and then it was swollen shut and they were like, fight's over. And it was like, damn, dude, all of a sudden just... Swole that thing shut, dude. It was gnarly. That was that was pretty bad too. Yeah, it was nasty. And props uh, to James. Obviously, doesn't want to go out like that. But I mean, he hung I was in just there. waiting for him to grab his eye and start screaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong organization. <laughs> All right. So we have a slow Mike Rodriguez versus Marquez. Hmm. What'd you think? I really, really wanted Mike Mike Rodriguez to win this fight, so it was a little disappointing for me. Marquez. In the first, he was getting takedowns, and, and he just like wasn't doing anything with them, and it was frustrating. And it's probably also a little bit of my bias watching it, because um, I just really wanted to see Rodriguez striking. And I just wanted him to get a win. I like the guy a lot, mm-hmm. and he just kept getting taken down. And he was doing the right thing, getting to the cage. He was able to get up a couple times, but Marquez was just on the ground, not advancing, not giving him any space, not going for big shots, not going for submissions. I was like, "Fuck, dude! I thought we were." out of this land prey era and then the second round and, and when they were standing Rodriguez was landing good shots landing a couple good knees and the second round just a little bit more of the same and then yeah when he got the choke I was like all right well I guess it's not land prey right you got he got to finish so I got to respect it it was good I mean it was a good fight for for Marquez it just it bummed me out yeah and, Rodriguez. Uh, with Rodriguez <laughs> a- after the second takedown he looked uber winded, dude. His mouth like was he, like yeah. And he it, was it like he was forcing so it so heavily, yeah, so heavily. So I right after that I was like, man, it's gonna be a long night for mm-hmm. uh, slow Mike Rodriguez. But, yeah, uh, hey, fought the choke you know, well. He did, yeah. Until he went to sleep, dude. It was like when I did that jujitsu tournament, the dude, and at the end, I got the dude in the triangle, and I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna win this, and then. 40 seconds later, he gets out of it, and my legs are shot, and, and then he takes my back, and then he puts me yeah. in a naked choke. And, when you were... <laughs> and then, but when he got me, I pulled his hand down, and I was like, fuck yeah, I could survive with this. And then instantly, he switched the grip, and I was like, fuck. And then I didn't go out, right? But uh, it's like the same thing. He pulled the hand down, and I was like, watch the grip, watch the grip change, and then he grip changed, and I was like, fuck. So it's like... Too late. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he went and when he did get the grip, I mean, he went out like that. It was like yeah. instant. Well, it looked like he had already had the choke on for a bit, and then he was mm-hmm. able to pull the hand down. So yeah. probably just not enough blood flow from the time that he yeah. switched grip for him to yeah. It, but he was out pretty quick, man. Yeah. Uh, but uh, hopefully, we see a slow Mike Rodriguez back soon. It didn't look like he took too much damage. Uh, I enjoyed yeah, watching the fight. Not. And UFC, let's throw him like another striker. Yeah. You know. Are we trying to kill these prospects? 
I don't know. I don't know, but uh, next one. But props to Danilo Marquez to get the finish, second round submissions. That's, I mean, that's sick. Yeah. I didn't like the, sure. the first round. Uh, it didn't seem like he was working towards anything. And then he changed his tune in a second and clearly was working towards something and got it. So that's, it was impressive. It was all part of the master plan. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Mike so Rodriguez is still my boy. Daryush versus Fajeda. Dude, I love this fight. Fight of the night. Come on. I love this fight. Daryush is an absolute savage. He really is, man. And and props to Diego Fajeda, too, because that's a fighter that a lot of people don't want to fight. Yep. Nobody wants to fight that dude. At least not, not anywhere, anybody ranked above him. Nobody's taking that fight. Dude, it... Fajeda's game, man, you know, and he was throwing blow for blow. He's clicking and clacking. He's vicious, man. And the thing is, you, you see why a lot of fighters might not want to fight this guy is because as soon as there is any type of exchange on the ground, you see some crazy scrambles. Your legs crazy. are in danger. Your, your limbs are in danger. Yeah. But Fajeda, as soon as he's on his back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so those scrambles to start off a fight, so much fun. So much fun, dude. And Man, the relentless pressure from Darius. I've never seen him fight like this. Just constantly in his face, no, just smothering and like looking to improve positions, looking for heavy ground pound, which of course is giving openings for Fajeda to, to make these crazy scrambles. And it was just fucking fun, dude. And they were swinging and banging, dude. Clicking and clacking. There were some shots. And- I thought, I thought Darius was going to get the finish in the first. He had that step After in that knee. knee? Yeah. Oh. Step in knee to the body, drops him. And I was like, oh, here it comes. I think that's when you see the advantage, though, of a jet, like a really good judicial uh, practitioner, where, yeah, you know, they, they get the knockdown, and even then, Daryush, he was still a little cautious. He didn't want to just yeah. throw caution in the wind, jump in there, get in his guard, and just start trying to, you know, ground and pound. Mm-hmm. He was still trying to be a little tactical uh, about how, his approach. Uh, yeah, but dude, it was just so much fun, man. It really was. Dude. They were both trading shots on the feet, trading. Dude, they both. This is everybody talks about the low line calf kick, right? This is the next, I think, piece for a lot of people on the ground is in guard going for that leg lock mm-hmm. just to twist it and force you to get up and turn away so that you can get up. What yeah, a great, it's a form what a of a great sweep. method. Yeah, yeah, just a way to get to your feet, and they were both doing it back and forth. And um, so, yeah, Darius, fun as hell to watch. Uh, tops his personal best in takedowns with five takedowns this fight. Uh, mm-hmm. That was definitely, I, I think, the difference uh, because Dude, they, they were both catching each other. Wouldn't yeah. let him breathe. Uh, and then at the end in the uh, the interviews, can we just acknowledge the faces and excitement that DC has when he interviews people? <laughs> he looks like a kid, man. Yeah, yeah, he definitely does. And, <laughs> he, and props, so... for, props for Dariush's interview, man. I, I like what he said because in this division specifically um, – it's such a stacked division that there's these guys that like we talked about it where the I think I was talking to George about it actually um, like 10 10 through 15 10 through 17 uh, in in the lightweight division right now dude they're ready for the top five they're ready um, they got some guys in there that they, they just need the shot they just need to get in like why why are we putting these guys against each other? Fajeda should have had a fight to get to the top five at this point. Dariush probably should have fought somebody a little bit ranked higher also. It's just, it's it's so stacked. There's a logjam right now. And part of that is because 
because of Khabib retiring and them not stripping him. They should have stripped, obviously with hindsight, they should have stripped him as soon as he retired, made Connor versus Dustin for the belt. That fight's over. Let's get Oliveira in there. Let's start going through this list and clearing out contenders so that there's room for these other guys to start coming forward as well. And it's just log jammed right now. Yeah, no, I, dude, I, I'm right there with you. So, uh, I also like the fact that he calls out for his buddy to get a yeah. shot at the USC, awesome. which I thought was awesome. Yeah, um, he seems like a great guy, dude. He really does. I, I'm a yeah. big Daryush fan. Same. You know what? I think part of it. I've always, I always have been, and so growing up, I was always into like knights and shit, right? Like medieval shit, and yeah. uh, uh. One of my favorite movies was like of all time growing up. I used to watch it all the time. Was uh, A Knight's Tale, uh, partly because you ever seen that Heath Ledger? Heath Ledger, yeah, yeah, Heath yeah, Ledger. yeah. Um, part of it was because it was knights. Obviously, I loved all that shit. But then also his name was Will, right? His name was William, and I was like, "Fuck, that's hype as hell, dude!" And because I was like, a little kid, right? <laughs> but then also there's in, in that movie there's the 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 king uh-huh. who loves jousting, but nobody ever. He has to hide it as hide his identity to joust because as soon as people find out who he is, they're like, "Ah, I'm not gonna risk uh, hurting the king, right?" And, yeah, and yeah, people yeah. find out, and then they they back out, and he's just like, "Shit!" And he's so cool. He's the one that frees Heath. Spoilers. The movie came out a long time ago, but he's the one that frees <laughs> Heath Ledger when he, he gets arrested, right? Uh, and I always thought his character was so sick, and him and Daryush look so similar that I think like subconsciously i make a connection between them for no reason and i'm just like dar you just sick man <laughs> he's like the king from a knight's tale <laughs> that's hilarious dude hey whatever reason you like dar for it, whether it's because of knight's tale or yeah <laughs> yeah dude for me it's a re- uh, resurgence for dar you 100 you know like he kind of falls off the face of the earth for a little bit and then he comes back and he's absolutely a, a, a comes, monster comes back bangkok ready man he's a jiu-jitsu fighter you know that's his that's his bread and butter but he fell, he fell in love with slanging and banging. Fell in love with slanging and banging. So mm-hmm. and you, you see that happen a lot. Once they, they get a few of those knockouts in, they realize, like, hey, I got some power in these hands. Kelvin Gasolin. That's a perfect example. Perfect example. All right. Uh, Daryush. Shout out. Next one. So our parlay will that we, uh, that we put through. Uh, yeah. Didn't go too well. Nope. And it started with a cape. Or as they call him, cop. Manel um, cap. Yeah, yeah. I've been calling him Kate this whole time because I'm an idiot. But so cop. This versus, was a frustrating uh, fight. Pantoja. Yeah, this is a frustrating fight, and this is also why part of why I texted you about uh, why I'm pretty much just like super frustrated with the MMA community. Not, not not the fighters, right? But just like the fan base is just it's fucking hard to to even just like have conversations with people about this sport now, and it sucks because it used to be so fucking cool it was just like such a like not a small but it was just like a a community separate community it was a community that was like just so like unique you know and everybody was into the same thing and and now it's just it's so fucking toxic dude it sucks i don't know what I, changed and why or when it's filled with trolls dude it's just every time for a long time now on on the mma subreddit it's massive now but and for a long time, every time a fight ends, someone will post the end sequence or them announcing the decision as a clip, and that's the discussion thread for that fight, right? And every it, it, almost every single fight now, uh, 
all the top comments and everybody is agreeing it and feeding into it. All the top comments are about the loser of the fight and what they did wrong and oh, they look like shit, all this stuff. Nobody ever talks about the fact that the winner just won, just fought a better fight. Nobody ever talks about, everybody's talking about Connor and why he lost to Dustin instead of why Dustin beat him. You know what I mean? And this fight, dude, as soon, I was so, I'm so, I'm still am. I still think Manel Cap's going to be the champ in the next two years. Um, it was a frustrating fight, UFC debut. Not everybody has a debut like Gaethje and Chandler. You know what I mean? Yep. There's a reason why everybody was thinking that Chandler was going to lose that fight. And a big part of it was that most people have bad UFC debuts. You know, most people do not fight to their capabilities in their debut in the UFC. And Manel Cap has been, I mean, rising champ, right? He has, he's had these high profile fights, but it's different when you get it's to the UFC. Yeah. And I thought going into this fight, um, or at least throughout the fight, it looked like Manel Cap, obviously you don't know what's going through his mind, but he was seeing everything, man. He was seeing everything. And I think he fought at the level of, I'm, I'm better than this guy. And this is no disrespect to Pantoja. He fought a fantastic fight. But it seemed like the mindset and the, the fighting of Manel Cap, it looked like, I'm better than this. I'm seeing everything he's throwing. I'm dodging most of the stuff he's throwing. I'm blocking most of the stuff he's throwing. I'm a sniper with my shots. I can hit him whenever I want. And it seemed like he was coasting with that. And everybody, one of the biggest things that bugs me with the MMA community is when, when a fight goes to decision and the loser of the fight is upset with the decision and they're confused with it and they're like, what the fuck? Dude, people don't realize that. And they're like, how could he think he won that fight? What a fucking idiot. You see that all the time on decision wins or decision losses. Like he clearly lost this round, this round. But dude, that's from you sitting at home watching the fight with the perfect camera angles, with commentary who are leaning one way or the other. You can see they show you the total strikes landed. Dude, when you're in there and you're getting hit with something and you're like, didn't phase me, didn't really bother me. I blocked this shot. I dodged this shot. I hit him. That felt good. I'm hitting him whenever I want. Dude, you're not watching it from a third person perspective. You feel like you're winning the fight. Mm-hmm. I've I've sparred with people. I've boxed with people. I never I never feel like I got knocked out once. But other than that, I never feel like I'm losing. I feel like I'm winning the whole time. And you even when I mean? you got knocked out, you're probably like, what? I was winning like, up until what? that point. And uh, <laughs> but but it's it's for all these people who be like, what a fucking idiot. He thought he, he he showboated the whole time while he was losing. Dude, he thought he was winning that whole fight. And guess what? When you're in there, it's so hard to 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 know what the judges are thinking. You're focused on the fight. All you know is, I'm not hurt. I'm landing my shots. I'm dodging his shots. Pretty sure I'm winning this shit. On a close fight like that? Um, so at that point, do he... you put it on his corner wheel to be no. able to say, like, and, like, to pick up the urgency and say, hey, dude, this is a lot closer than we think, man. They, sh- they should have. Uh, they definitely should have. And this is something that has been in his past if you watch some of his rising fights he does i mean he does this uh dude he's a fucking sniper i don't know what his striking accuracy was in this fight but it had to be above 65 percent um he's he sees everything man and i think it's easy to coast when you when you can fight like that and the sense of urgency has always been the biggest struggle for him i think uh maybe this will will clear that from him and and he'll realize because dude there's a couple times where we dude. When he's on the retreat 
all the body I hate also volume for the sake of volume winning a fight. If you're if I'm throwing a bunch of shit and uh you realize if, if you throw a body kick and I block it, you you know that still counts as a landed strike, right? Just because you blocked it doesn't mean it didn't it technically didn't land on the scorecards. And to a certain extent that should that matters, but the the body kicks for the sake of body kicks that he's evading, the leg kicks that he's evading, the shots that he's evading. I know the the scoring criteria you do not score defense. But that being said, um, he's picking his shots and landing clean on the on the retreat. Right when he's on the outside, he's dodging shots and he's landing these big shots. Pantoja was still landing big shots as well. I'm not going to say he wasn't. He still looked really good. Pantoja's a big threat. Um, but I feel like it's hard to. It's hard to put yourself in the shoes of somebody who's seeing those shots and dodging those shots and landing when they want to, to be like, I need to pick up the sense of urgency. So like you said, the corner needs to push that probably. Um, I had him winning the second round. Uh, well, no, I had him winning the third round definitely because not only on the retreat was he landing his shots, but every time he would press forward, he was getting the better of the exchanges, I thought. Um, and the second round was a toss-up for me. I think you could definitely score it for Pantoja. It depends on what you like. Um Everybody was talking about how he lost all three rounds and looked like an idiot showboating the whole time. Dude's a cocky douchebag. All this dude. If you go through the Reddit thread of this fight, it's fucking disgusting. It's like this guy just put. He just went out there with a very scary striker in Pantoja, uh, and and I and I thought fought a good fight. I think it was a, you could go twenty nine twenty eight either way, in my opinion. Um, After this fight, you know, I thought that the the, the kicks probably did it for Pantoja. Mm-hmm. Uh, just maybe was what ed, edged it out yeah. for him. Um, and then it, even after this, I thought to myself, uh, Manel belongs in the top five. Yeah. He belongs definitely. in the top five. So I, after the fight, I didn't think like, oh, man, he was overhyped. You know dude, I mean? like, there's, pe- there's people that are the like. Thanks a lot for the parlay, Will. You know, like, I <laughs> dude, there's people that it. are like, the wheels fell off the, tr- the hype train before it even left the station. And it's like, why? It's a close that, fight. I, I mean, that's, that's kind of clever, though. I, it doesn't, I wouldn't say it fits this right now. You think they came up with that? Come on, that's yeah, been said for not. years and years and years. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck those. All right, you know. But what uh, did you think? So what did you think? I talked a lot that, about that, obviously. No, I, I just told you what I think, man. I, I, I after the fight, I, I feel like I edged it for Pantoja as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I um, still think Manel belongs in the top five. He's going to yeah. be around for a very long time. He's going to mm-hmm. be contending for a belt here in the next year or two. Um, yeah. I, I just think that he did. He just didn't show enough. Yeah. He just yeah. did not show enough, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And dude, that, man, but you can see you can see when he did show, you can see the fucking... Dude, his level of striking is so high, man, that I think he just needs his to... His speed, man. I was his, uber impressed with his speed. Dude, yeah, his his slip counters are so fucking good, too. Um, I don't know. Other people were also... I saw another post that had a shit ton of upvotes. Like, it was not a controversial opinion. Uh, that was like old Dana would have tore up his contract on the spot after that performance. And it's like, what fight did you watch? What fucking fight did you watch? That was a that was a great fight. They both looked great. And so that, that's one of the things that like I text you about, right? Where the nice thing about the sport is that more people are getting to see a sport that we love, right? The, the yeah. nice thing about the growth of the sport. The bad mm-hmm. thing about the growth of the sport is that you have a lot of folks that say, just bleed. Just like we mess around about that. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, but <clears throat> like the Woodleys versus uh, Wonder Boys, 
I mm-hmm. love that fight. It was a yeah. chess match. How many of those people that are on that Reddit right now I would know. have seen that fight and been like, that fight was dog shit? Yeah, there was a lot you know, back so, then. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, It's going to continue happening as the mm-hmm. sport continues growing and getting more eyeballs, more viewership. Um, yeah. So it, it, it just kind of comes with the territory, unfortunately. Yeah, it's just fucking discouraging. And it makes me glad that we're doing this show because obviously that's not how you look at it either. So, yeah, it's just... It's just hard, man. Most of the people, I, I mean, there's a few people that I talk to about MMA outside of this that that I feel like are in the same line of thinking as me on that too. But a lot of people, man, just want to focus on the negative, dude. And it's like, why? Why focus on the negative? This guy just went out there and shaved years off of his life for you to just shit on what they did wrong. Like, and see, that's the thing. Everybody just views this as entertainment for them, for themselves, yeah. and they don't think again about what's truly at risk for these fighters what it is yeah. that gets sacrificed the work the blood the sweat and tears that gets dude the balls to just yeah. be able to go in there and you know you know thousands and thousands of people millions in some cases are going to be viewing what you're doing yeah and they're putting it all on the line man yeah but, uh because you've boxed a buddy in junior high and <laughs> you know you knocked him out you're like well, dude, I can fucking knock that guy out. What's this guy doing? You know what I mean? And that's yeah. the frustrating part. That's dude, frustrating it's frustrating. Part. And dude, like when I got knocked out, like we were just talking about, when I got knocked out in front of maybe like four or five friends, right? And it was, it was, it, I wasn't fighting somebody like, uh, we weren't like mad at each other, right? We were just fighting. And um, so I got knocked out in front of like four or five friends. Dude, I was so embarrassed. I cannot even imagine the how it would feel to get knocked out in front of thousands and thousands and thousands of people and so in connor's case over two million people watch him get knocked out cannot even imagine what that feels like so it's like he handled it well though he handled it well 100 you know there was another one of like uh because i i told you on facebook i'm part of a couple of of groups that just cover Mm -hmm. mma do these groups since that fight have been the worst yeah because it's somebody posting saying that connor sucks and washed out and everybody just like what are you talking about connor's the best blah blah, blah. and then somebody posts khabib's the one that sucks and yeah. that's just been it for yeah. a month it seems like it's just so frustrating man yeah, uh it's a bummer man and, and people saying well connor didn't even care like he shouldn't even be fighting anymore it's like dude he cares like he said like right after the interview he said i'm absolutely gutted about it but what do you want yeah. him to do you know if he cries like DC did, and everybody's talking shit that he's crying in there. Yeah. If he handles it the way that, yeah, if he handles it the way that McGregor handles it, oh, then he doesn't care. Like, what do you yeah. want? Yeah. It's fucking What do you stupid, fucking man. want? Yeah. All right. Anyways, we're getting all this It's so off. frustrating, so, man. <laughs> the next one. Uh, going Just from bleed. being frustrated right now to somebody that makes me happy whenever yeah. I watch him fight. Clay the Carpenter Guida, man. Oh, my God. Fucking got to love it, man gotta love it and Dude. when we're talking about the the top fights to watch and again there's just some some names that always came up for mm-hmm. multiple fights fucking clay guida is yeah, one of those bleep. names <laughs> just one of those names clay guida yeah. and it's not even just so much like the the whole just bleed mentality but no like yeah. the energy like the bouncing back and forth the crazy hair the character like his, uh, you know? his trainer just slapping him in the face That's you know what I mean? and, and again uh a fucking grinder man yeah, just dude. grinds out his fights. Oh, dude, yeah, when you see him, but dude, he's just—he's <laughs> just somebody I've always enjoyed watching. And dude, this would... fight was classic Carpenter. Classic Guida, 
Classic. I was watching it with with I was watching with Katie and just the walkout, he's all like all ants and stuff, and Katie's like, Whoa, who's this guy? And throughout the fight I was like, Watch this, this is what's gonna eat. watch watch this. right before he gets in, watch, watch, watch and then they're doing the slaps and she's like, What? And then after the round, I'm like exhausting, exhausting pace that he pushes. And I was like, Watch, as soon as the round's over, he's gonna get up and he's gonna jog over to his corner with some pep in his step and what do you know that's what happens as soon as the fight's over he's jogging circles around the around the cage he looked like, like he was ready to go three more rounds and that's every fight that's Guida every single time you get the burps you get the jogging after the fact you get the slaps every single time man he just that guy has energy dude i get tired watching him <laughs> yeah like you know when he's clinching up against the fence and he's just mm-hmm. going for the takedown single leg and switches back to double leg and single leg and it's just non-stop grinding yeah i get i get tired that might be why i'm still sleepy man you know because i just got so tired of watching clay guida last night he was fantastic and that uh he would level change and come up with that right and it kept on finding a home that right hand dude dude i was surprised because dominic cruz gave team alpha male some props where he was like hey well that's something that team alpha male boys are really good at is that that right hand the Mm -hmm. guillotines you know, and like he was giving Team Alpha Male a bunch of props, and I was like, "Look at that, gross! That's, that's nice, yeah. All right, good Dude. job, Dom." And, and props to Michael Johnson, man. Uh, I really like watching every time Michael Johnson fights. It's an exciting fight, whether he wins or loses. Dude, his he has some of the slickest hands in the sport. He really does, man. He's he's long and straight, and he's so his hands are so fast. And dude, he has there's no uh, he's not hesitant. You know what I mean? Like, dude, Guida's, you know who Guida's reminds me that? of him? Hmm. Kevin Holland. Yeah, like very just a, like long striking. reach. Yeah, he's like a yeah, snake. Exactly. Man. They're like snakes mm-hmm. the way they strike. And man, that first round, I was like, holy shit, man! This is like they both just plant their feet and they're just fucking, fucking, dude. And Guida was landing that right hand every single time, and uh, Michael Johnson's landing his straight punches. I was like, this is fucking gnarly. And then Guida starts mixing the takedowns, which ultimately was the difference maker in this fight, mm-hmm. right? Because the striking was pretty even. Um, they were both getting the better of each other throughout the fight. But dude, that pace by Guida, the first takedown he landed where he had the single leg and he just yanks it up. And it was like, I was like, oh, yeah. fuck, man, so explosive. And uh, that was the difference maker, you know? And, and Michael Johnson, win or lose, man, every single fight he's in is exciting. And. People like to shit on him, right? Because he's lost, he loses a lot of high-profile fights. But I mean, the man knocked out Dustin Poirier. He's beaten Tony yep. Ferguson. You know, yep. like he's he's legit, man. I really like Michael Johnson, and I, I would like to see him get some wins, right? I'd, I'd like to watch him get those wins. But I know he's had a tough My, a tough career. Michael Johnson, I, I think of him, and I think of somebody that just like he just had so much potential. You know what yeah. I mean? I think he still um, does, man. He ate some. Because his chin's not gone, you know? I mean, he ate some big... Sh- Obviously, Guida's not the the most, the most hardest puncher the sport's ever seen, but he ate some big shots in this fight and didn't didn't go down once. So I think he still has the skill set, man. I, I don't know what the missing piece is there, but... It might be up here. I don't know. Yeah. So he's had a rough go since he lost to Habib. And I don't know if yeah. you remember, but brutal. Habib had him up against the cage, and he was talking to him, telling yeah, him brutal. to give up. That it was his time. It was his, he should be getting the title shot. Yeah. Imagine what that does to a man, to a man's will. Like being down there and there's nothing you can do, and there's another man on top of you just pounding the shit out of you, talking to you while it's going on. So I don't know yeah. if, if that had anything to do with it. But since the Habib fight, 
He's uh, two and six. That's tough, man. And you and, know, but, the, the but you wins. look at the names, man. You look at the names after Khabib, Habib. Justin Gaethje, Darren Elkins, which he was winning the fight up until he wasn't, which is a you could say that a lot about Michael Johnson fights. Andre Feely, tough fight, won that. Wait, time, time out. Right there, the goat. Yeah. If he if he beat the goat, you thought you you would think he bounced back from the Habib know. fight, you know, Artem Lobov. But, but then, man, Josh Emmett. Fucking, and that was a savage fight, man. And I think he was winning. From what I remember, he was winning again up until he wasn't. Got knocked out in the last round. Um, yep. Or I don't know if that was, I don't think that was the main event, but uh, Stevie Ray uh, didn't get that one done. Thiago Moises, ankle lock in the second. Cleguida. But I don't know, man. I think there's nothing. It's, I think it's all mental, like you said. There's nothing skill set wise of why he's losing some of these fights, man. Because. Man, he's slick, dude. He, I think he just needs to somehow put it all together. I know he's at Sanford MMA now, um, and he looked great in this fight, but it's just that the Clay Guida makes it up so well, man. You know, because yeah. the Clay Guida style, man, is so it's such a guesswork it's style. It's not just grueling, but the way he throws the overhand, he level changes overhand, level change uppercut. Sometimes he level changes and actually goes for the takedown. And he's good at all three of those things. So you really don't know. And they were even talked about it. Every time he would he would level change, like the faint. Hips back. Michael Johnson's hips go back. Uppercuts are there now. And then once you start adjusting for that uppercut, takedown's there. So, like, I know people can see this as he lost to Clay Guida, who's way past his prime, maybe. He's been in the UFC for way too long. He should have won this fight. Clay Guida's not, a, not an easy fight, man. People forget that he was beating... He was going to beat Brian Ortega before Ortega knocked him out at the end of the fight with the knee. That was it. Mm-hmm. Clay Guida was going to win that fight. Um, no, he's no slouch. You know what I mean? I texted my buddy Sam because... Dude. Go ahead. 55 fights. Yeah, Clay man. Guida. 55 fights. Fucking dog, dude. And he's had oh wars all God. throughout and just still seems the same. You know? He seems the same. Uh, I texted my wow. buddy Sam because Guida's always been one of Sam's favorite fighters. I was like, dude, Guida just had like a vintage performance, and he was like, dude, I heard. So, I mean, this was fun to watch. It was a fun fight, and you got to give respect to both of them for that. You know, they put on a great fight. Yeah, and, and you know, Clay's had a little bit of a rough go too, man. He's uh, two for four in his yeah. last six fights. So, um, but good win for Clay Guida, man. I'm always happy to see him fight, and uh, even happier to see him get the W. Yeah, um, man. This next one though, talk about heartbreak. This is where the heartbreak starts, really. This part of the night. <sighs> And, and for me, this is my story of the fight. Uh, I don't know about you, Will. Uh, but, god damn, is Corey Sanhagen good? Yeah, man. He really He's, is. R- that knee, that flying knee, right on the button, man. Mm-hmm. And I respect the walk-off and the fact that he didn't turn right away and tried to, Dude, he you know, upset. In, Man. He looked upset, dude. Like he, his eye, like just his demeanor, his eyebrows. He did not look happy. He had his he had his celebration, but then as soon as that was over, he looked upset. Didn't and look he, happy. he says it in the interview. He's like, "Man, I I I'm happy, but it's yeah. Frankie Edgar." Yeah, you know, it, it's Frank, and it just goes to show how much respect all these dude, fighters have. This so, entire organization has for Frankie Edgar. Dude, he said he didn't even want to watch the replay. He's like, "That's yeah. Frankie Edgar. I don't want to see. I don't want to watch that." And he, he did say something, though, because, man, I was 
I, I was pretty bummed out watching that type of knockout Frankie Edgar. Even when Brian Ortega knocked him out with like the uh, the uppercut, the uppercut like in Street Fighter. <laughs> I don't remember what it's called. Hey, Richard Casual, what's that uppercut called again? Oh yeah, it's the shore you can. Yeah, yeah. See, I I, I knew my boy would know, uh, but <laughs> uh, that this knockout was for me ten times worse than that because he just stiffened up right away, arms straight face down, plant. face plants, and you hate to see it's a hard legend. To watch, man. Yeah, and he said, it, "It's Frankie Edgar. You don't want to see that, but better him than me." Yeah, and that's what we signed up for. And I was like, "Fuck!" That was a really good response there from. Yeah, Corey, the Sandman, Sanhagen, man. It's it sucks because, <clears throat> man, Frankie, like you said, Frankie's such a legend, man, and he's he's always been so durable. But I don't think anybody can take that. I don't even think that's uh, I don't. I, a lot of people are saying Frankie should probably retire at this point. All this stuff. I don't even know if that's nah. true. I don't think so. I think anybody who gets hit with that is going down. Um, I mean, he's been finished three times in his career. You know what I mean, like. Granted, they're all pretty recent, but it's Brian Ortega, Korean Zombie, Sanhagen. Those guys finish fights. Doesn't matter who they're up against, you know. Um, was it a uh, Pedro Munoz who he just fought war. before this? Yeah, yeah. Then Pedro but Munoz put lights out. Yeah, he yeah, I thought he won that then. fight. So, yeah. uh, should he retire off that? I mean, again, recency bias for a lot of people, where they're like, "Oh, well, we don't want to see a legend go down this road. Just retire now." But, I mean, he still has some more fights in him. Dude, I think, how about this? I think if he matched up against Piotr Jan, I think he probably beats Piotr Jan. You're, I, I don't disagree. You know? But then again, I'm not a Piotr, big Piotr Jan fan, so. Yeah, he, he could lose my number after he, he posted that video. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah there, there's still, there's still um, I don't think Frankie's done. Um, if he if he did retire from this, I wouldn't be upset. You know, I think that's. I mean, you get ahead of the curve because it, it will catch up to you eventually. And how many more of these do you want? Um, All right, but dude, if, listen to this. So he fights. Oh my God, Jose I know, Aldo, Benson Henderson, Charles Oliveira, B.J. Penn, Cup Swanson, Uriah Faber, Chad Mendes, Jose Aldo again, Jeremy Stevens, Yair Rodriguez, which we watched mm-hmm. uh, live here in uh, Dallas, uh, loses to Brian Ortega. Beats Cup Swanson again, loses to Max Holloway, mm-hmm. loses to Korean Zombie. Dude, these names. Yeah, he's never had an easy fight, not once. And Jeez, man. I don't think he ever lost a lightweight belt. Gray Maynard. I mean, it goes on and on. Yeah. Some of the most legendary fights there, you know. But it's just, dude. Uh, this, this guy's an absolute legend. Yeah. And uh, you know, if okay, he lost to Corey Sanhagen. Who is is I've said it before. He's gonna be a champion. Yeah, hundred um, percent. He lost to Korean Zombie, absolute monster. Max Holloway, one of the goats. Yeah. Um, dude, give this guy a break. He got caught. <laughs> he got caught. He got caught. Dude, he got caught by a very unorthodox, very creative, very good striker with a massive shot that would put everybody out. Um, yeah. It sucks because. Man, the top three in that division, Piotr Jan, Aljamain Sterling, and uh, Corey Sanhagen. So good, dude. The fact that Aljamain caught Sanhagen early like that with his, with his mm-hmm. choke, man, such so, so, so high level. I, I do think, I, at this point, I think Aljamain's probably going to beat Piotr Jan and take the belt. 
and and the next obviously the next fight is Sanhagen for the rematch. I wouldn't be surprised if we end up getting a trilogy here if Sanhagen wins this. I think Sanhagen probably beats Aljamain in the rematch, and then mm. a trilogy fight there, which is fucking awesome, dude. Aljamain and Sanhagen okay. stylistically is such a fun matchup, dude. No matter, I'd, I'd watch that fight ten times. But you, you know when uh, when we think not just about his last couple losses, but how he's won against uh, Marlon Moraes, dude, uh, with that wheel kick. Dude, wheel kick and, now, and then flying knee knockout against Marlon Moraes and Frankie Edgar. What the fuck? That's yeah. crazy. Just that alone. That's crazy. He just keeps on building that resume up, man. Keeps yeah. on building that resume up. Uh, do you have and, anything else on that fight? No, other than his one weakness that you could argue is his wrestling, which I thought would be the path to victory if Frankie were to get the win here. Um, and the more we see from him, and that's how Aljamain beat him, right? The more he has these fights, the more time he's working on that wrestling that we're not getting to see it yet. And I think he's going to su- surprise some people with, with his ground skills when, when he finally does get forced to use them. Um, I'm excited. I think Dude. he said that too, right? That he was excited to show what he's been working on in some Better that he doesn't. Better that he doesn't, dude, because he's going <laughs> to need it against Aljamain, you know? So, and that he's going gonna, gonna to have to earn some respect on the wrestling credentials with Aljamain. Um, I think he probably will too, you know? I think it's going to be an awesome. eye-opener. All right. To finish it up here, Volkov versus Overeem. Pride never dies. This is my story. Pride never die. <laughs> the way you say it <laughs> dude, i think that's how a lot man. of people felt last night dude just to see frankie go down like that and then see this fight it was just like oh cool so like my childhood heroes just gonna take them all from me you know <laughs> like, that's when you know you're getting old will it's a bummer man over him obviously we've seen over him lose like this before and dude this goes back to to uh the point i was saying about the pantoja versus cat fight Dude, the disrespect on Overeem after this fight has been insane to me. I saw someone, I got uh, one guy, and it got a ton of, it got like 30, 30 upvotes, so people are agreeing with him. Probably more because some people, I know I downvoted him, so some people are downvoting him, but even more upvoting him, right? Said that 0 out of 10 performance, Overeem looked drunk, drunk in there, what the hell? And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, and I was like, maybe maybe he just fought a super powerful striker. Did you ever think about that? Maybe he shouldn't have used the uh, rope-a-dope tactic again with a high guard. Dude, no. I think what it was, and over even said it this morning, um, Volkov put on 20, 25 pounds of muscle coming into this fight. Um, mm. And he's he was talking about how he just feels more powerful now, and that's always been what he's he feels like he was lacking. He's been a volume kind of guy at heavyweight. Um, I think he has the highest striking differential in, in the UFC right now, which is crazy for a heavyweight to have that. Um, but he wasn't he wasn't able to just like land that knockout blow with his hands. So he put on 20, 25 pounds of muscle, looked gigantic in there, made Overeem, it made Overeem look small. Um, I think this is more about... Obviously, we know Overeem at this point in his career is not in his prime. This wasn't Overeem beating himself. This was Volkov coming in and, and putting the stamp down and saying, look, I'm a fucking contender at this point. Like, dude, Volkov is a legit threat to pretty much everybody in this division, in my opinion. Um, I remember when he signed, I was like, dude, this is this is 
he's going to be a champ. And he's had some ups and downs, but he's dealt with that adversity well and has made the necessary adjustments, clearly. I mean, he looks like a world beater. And in that first round, Overeem was landing that overhand left over and over and over again. And Volkov was eating it for breakfast. And then he also landed a very sneaky big uppercut. That first round, up until the end of that first round, I had I had Overeem winning that round. Mm. But then Volkov snapped him back with a jab and broke his nose. And Overeem said this morning that once that happened, he didn't know where he was. He was was in a dream basically and was just he just couldn't put anything together he just, he felt flat after that he was i mean he's concussed you know he, yeah. he's fighting a fucking monster so all these people talking about how Overeem looked like shit all this stuff maybe Overeem didn't look like shit maybe Volkov just beat the shit out of him mm-hmm. why can't we talk about Volkov here you know what i mean yep and uh Volkov just looks like a fucking world beater man he really yeah, does and when we think we think about Overeem, and we were all hoping to see one last run yeah. at the title. And quite honestly, if he would have beat Volkov, I think he would have been right he there would. in the conversation. He would have got it. Um, and so he beat Sakai recently, which he looked really good in that one. And that's where you saw that high guard rope-a-dope. And the wrestling. Um, and the wrestling. And, you know, he, he took some, some big shots from Sakai. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, can't, can't expect to do the exact same thing against Volkov, right? Yeah, beat Walt Harris before that, but when we think about him making another title run, mm-hmm. and you see the names that he's actually lost against uh, Rosenstruck, Volkov, right, uh, Curtis Blades, Francis Ngannou, uh, Stipe, all these names that are ahead of him mm-hmm. uh, in the rankings, and it, it's kind of just like a reminder, like oh, like it, it we got our hopes up, yeah. but really when you see these other names that were up there with him, I really don't see him beating him either way. I mean, I think he beat Rosenstruck. Um, I know he got finished, but he he won that fight, in my opinion. Um, That's true. After he yeah. got that nasty cut, he was winning up until then. He was win- and there was, what, 10 seconds left, and he was not out. I think the the history of Overeem getting knocked out played a lot of played a lot into the decision to stop that fight. That that he got dropped at the end of the round. Round ends. He wins the fight. Um, he beat Sakai with, with nasty ground game, nasty ground and pound, great top control, which is what I thought he was going to be able to utilize against Volkov and get the win here. That's what I was hoping um, I'd see last night, yeah. yeah. I still think he beats. I think still, I, I mean, the problem with Overeem, we're talking about he's a glass cannon at this point in his career. But dude, those left hands that he was landing on Volkov in the start of the round, the uppercut he landed, those are getting the attention still. That heavyweight, you can be a glass cannon, you know? All it takes is one big shot. Volkov just was just eating him, you know? So, I mean, I still saw, I mean, I didn't, it was unlikely that he was going to get a belt, but um, there, it was still a possibility. At heavyweight, everything's a possibility. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, with Francis Ngannou, clearly he just takes people's heads off, but I don't think he's making the adjustments he needs to be make, making, and then he's going to get exposed, I think, again. Um, even, even if it was just from a, I mean, I think, I think, uh, Ciro Gan is going to expose Nganu if they ever cross paths. Ah. I think Nganu is going to swing wild and Ciro Gan's discipline is going to allow him to pick the straighter shots and catch him. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Ciro Gan finishes him, to be honest. Um, obviously 
just like with Overeem, it's heavyweight, so all it takes is one. Francis might go out there and land that one Especially and knock him Francis. out. Especially Francis. Yeah. So, I I think the whole, obviously it was wishful thinking, right? The one one more run for Overeem. But yeah. it's wishful thinking that people were getting caught up in for a reason. You know, it's, it was it was it is possible. I mean, he dropped Stipe, you know, and it's not like he was fresh when he dropped Stipe. I mean, he already had fifty fights up until that point. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, it's just a bummer. You hate to see your heroes go down like that. Unfortunately, it's the fifteenth time we've seen Overeem go down like that. Um, he's not going to retire though. He's making eight hundred thousand dollars every time he fights. You know, <laughs> he's not going to retire. Yeah. I mean, that's some uh, nice change. I was just taking a look at his uh, career disclosed earnings. These are just uh, the disclosed earnings. $4.6 million, close to $4.6 million. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's way more, dude. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I'm sure it's legend of the sport, man. Legend of the sport. Yeah, and, and everybody's talking about how, man, it's got to be disappointing for him to, to, not, to come up short with that UFC title. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Dude was the dream champ when Dream was, was legit K1 champ. Like, he doesn't need it. Strikeforce champ does not need it. You know, mm-hmm. he's had he he's had his his moments in the sun. This is all this is all after the fact now. You know. Yeah, you know, you know the one uh, beautiful thing I did want to point out from Volkov is that w- with his range and the the way that he was keeping his left hand out there to just kind of measure that range, yeah. and he'd have this while his arm was out there, he'd have the quick jab from the range finder, dude, that kept on bugging and it's uh, stiff, over man. him. That jab is. Yep. Dude, that jab is going to cause problems for a lot of people in that division. I think Volkov, dude, I think Volkov... I, if I had to bet if Stipe beats Francis, I, I think he, prob- he he might retire. Because um, at that point, what are you going to do? You know, who are you going to fight? Um, he's already talked about being in and out of retirement thoughts and stuff like that already. So maybe that happens. But man, with Volkov and Ganu, Cyril Gan, Rosenstruck, I think is in there too. Uh, the, the top five in heavyweight is it, it, it. Anytime there's a trilogy like the DC Stipe trilogy, things get bogged down and log jammed. But now that we're past that, it's dude, it's it's about to be super exciting because Volkov, I think, could be the champ. Cyril Gan could be the champ. I don't really know if I don't think Rosenstruck at his level right now. Maybe if he makes some adjustments and changes. But man, Volkov, Stipe, and Ganu, Cyril Gan. All those guys, they can play Rochambeau for Cur- the belt. Curtis Blades up there too. You know what I mean? Uh, the, the problem is there, the, there's yeah. You're I right. I was just gonna say there's a few few different names in there where uh, styles make matchups. Yeah. So it just depends, right? If mm-hmm. you get a Francis Ngannou and Curtis Blades is able to slip a few of these punches, that's a big if. Yeah. And he's able to take Ngannou down and just tire him out. Like who knows? You know, it just yeah, depends on it could who's, happen. who's yeah. where at that point in time. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that was the card. I don't have anything for Will's wisdom right now because I figured this uh, this podcast was going to go a little bit longer, considering that we have uh, bare knuckle boxing mentioned in here as well for the <laughs> first time. This is story of the fight first. Yeah, <laughs> Chris Levin, man. You know, rather die. Chris Levin. Right. All right. Uh, do you have anything else, Will? No. No, I don't. No. Awesome. Well, that's another week of story of the fight. Thanks for listening, everybody.